0: Hi, I'm Sam. I'm Jared. We're the Sci Fi Scholars.
1: This is our Aquaman review.
0: So obviously, Aquaman, the new blockbuster from DC. He is indeed. And so it was I thought it was an interesting well done movie. One statistic that I saw recently said that Aquaman did really, really well because of the large number of female viewers that went and saw it. Which I think is the first time you that you can say that for a superhero movie.
1: Yeah, probably until. Uh, oh, no, no. Wonder Woman yeah. was. Okay, so one of the success of that was because of women.
0: So basically, Marvel's gone after the male crowd and DC's gone after the female
1: crowd. At the moment, yeah. <laughs> That's about to change, though, because Marvel has Captain Marvel coming out. Yeah. So.
0: Maybe old movies for superheroes were after the male crowd. Now they're going after the female demographic because all the males are
1: going to go see them anyway because things go boom. Probably. Yeah. It's a smart, smart move. And it's about time, let's be honest. Yeah.
0: So I, I really enjoyed most of Aquaman. Obviously, like yeah. all movies, there's some silly things, but...
1: Yeah, for me, it was... I wasn't quite expecting it to be so flippin' ridiculously over the top. But that's actually what made it work.
0: One of my favorite scenes was the bar scene with the thugs <laughs> <laughs> because it's going down this very typical trope of like super powerful being hanging out with his dad in a bar or well, someone
1: doesn't have to be his dad most of their superheroes don't have
0: or whatever like <laughs> some sort of father figure or mentor yes. figure and then a bunch of tough guys come along and think they're going to be all awesome and show them up and this one goes can i have some?" <laughs> it's like seems completely out of his character, but also seems to really fit modern day culture of how everyone reacts to celebrities. So and yeah. it was funny, like it was I legitimately it was amusing.
1: And it was and it was interesting. They showed like showing the few photos how he loosens Aquaman loosens up over the course of the night, and a lot of beer. <laughs> yes, clearly a lot of beer. But yeah, so or, or whatever he was drinking. So that
0: that for me was a really fun scene and didn't necessarily majorly fit with a lot of the other things throughout the movie, like the the feel of it yeah. and stuff, but it was a really cool way to show... Well,
1: actually still felt the feel. Yeah. Felt the feel? Felt yeah. the feel.
0: It, but it showed how the humans on, in throughout the thing really felt about Aquaman
1: as the... It's also a complete... 180 on what they did in the new 52 in the comics because in the comics they address the whole what everyone thinks of Aquaman by people kind of going don't you just talk to fish and stuff like that and when he's in a he he goes to a restaurant and orders fish they're like you can't do that and so I think it's the complete opposite of that rather than playing into the trope of him being looked at downwards as like just a joke um They've done it, kind of done it opposite in the movie and gone, hey, he's not seen as a joke because of what he has done, yep. what they have seen of him. And, you know, I liked it.
0: Well, they did play the talking to fish thing up a little bit with him as a kid. They with did, the, yes. The two bullies. But that was kind of funny as well. The, the shark just like ramming the window. It was done well, though, I thought. Yeah, no, it, it was. And everyone's just like, "Ah, uh, this is a bit weird. What the hell is going on here?
1: But yeah. And it was also kind of seen from that moment, he didn't really try to hide. Yeah. Who he was. So he doesn't really technically have a, a alter ego, really. You don't really see him as an alter ego. No. Either way, he's always just Arthur Curry, Aquaman as people have dubbed him.
0: Yeah. Or Fish Boy. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> and then, so obviously we also saw a bunch of other characters get introduced, which are...
1: Yeah, the the, the lore is, I, I, I know the comics a little bit. I've got to admit, Aquaman, I don't know that well. So even for me, there was a lot to take in and it was like, holy crap, they're giving us a lot of... It was literally action scene, exposition, action scene, exposition, action scene, exposition, action scene, Yeah, <laughs> But that's the kind of what they went with, which normally you'd go, oh... To that, but for some weird reason, it actually really worked.
0: Well, it's better than other movies that go exposition for 45 minutes. Oh, no, sorry, sorry. Three minute action scene to intro the movie, then exposition for 45 minutes, and then we catch back up to where the action scene was. And oh, I hate that. Because those movies, it's like, yes, it started. Oh, no, the movie's not starting. Come back in half an hour. Like, it's.
1: Yeah, it was kind of done, and they kind of were smart with the story, I felt, as well, going for that whole, yes, there's a lot of, you know, superhero cliche slash trope things It was that even the director said it's just a classic hero's journey yep. where he doesn't want to be one but then goes on a journey that where he has to become one. Yes. And I kind of like that. Like they simplified the main plot of what they were trying to do but introduced everyone to this ridiculous law. Yeah. That continuity within even the DCEU, whatever the hell they want to call it these days, actually works because... Why would Batman know about what was happening under the sea? Why would Superman after Justice League... Because this is set after Justice League. Yeah. That's the biggest problem I normally have with superhero movies is well, why didn't one of the other dudes rock up? Although... But in this one, it made perfect sense that they didn't. Because the only time mm-hmm. they're on land where they would have actually maybe possibly heard about something was when they were in... Was it Italy, Sicily?
0: Yeah. But no, sh- shouldn't so Wonder Woman's people... They would have been around when Atlantis fell, right? Yes. So they would theoretically have knowledge of that civilization. Yeah, that would be it. Yeah, and that may be addressed in coming movies eventually. Because
1: there's the Shin dude, the uh, the, the scientist dude who connects up with Manta at the end in the post- Yeah, who's been trying m- to like- mid credit scene. Who's
0: been trying to prove it for years and everyone thinks he's a crack.
1: Yeah, so he's telling everyone, yeah, Atlantis exists and they're like, yeah, whatever, even though there's still Aquaman flying around or <laughs> He, he launches around. out of the
0: water like a, <laughs> a-
1: Yeah. Yeah, but so for me it was like that continuity actually makes perfect sense because it's all within Atlantis realm or within the ocean or on his quest where- They wouldn't have had time to rock up and help Aquaman. Probably wouldn't have even heard about what was actually happening in Sicily. I feel like I got that wrong, but...
0: Cyborg would have known because he's from the future, isn't he? No. Oh, no. There's a a scene from one of the other ones where they see the future because of the Flash, but yeah. Yeah, that's different. Yeah, I got that backwards. Yeah.
1: That was... Yeah, anyway, we won't get into that because that may never get paid off now because apparently Warner Brothers hates Zack Snyder now. Which I'm a little upset about, but whatever. Fair enough. <clears throat> I still look forward to whatever they're going to bring us. Yeah.
0: So, and then, uh, so I thought it was really interesting how they did all the different kingdoms of under the, the Atlantean kingdoms for the Seven Seas. Yes. Um, obviously, when they started talking about the fishermen, I was like, oh, they're talking about people going fishing. <laughs> no, they were not talking about people who go fishing. They were talking about fish people, which I thought. They looked really cool. Like, I liked their look. And then also the the brine looked really cool. Yeah, the crustaceans. And then, okay, the trench, I didn't like the look of as much, but. It,
1: that's actually very comic accurate.
0: Yeah, I, I'm I was, not saying it's not comic accurate. I'm just saying I didn't really oh, like it. But that's I, what I was so yeah.
1: surprised about. Like, it's, yeah, they're meant to look pretty gruesome and weird. and Yeah, and like,
0: it, it made sense for what they were described as. I'm just like, it's not, like, it wasn't. Well, obviously, the fish people and the brine were like more aesthetically pleasing to look at. So they're more yes. enjoyable to look at. And obviously, the, the the trench aren't meant to look
1: awesome. No, they're not. So I was a little surprised they went with the trench in this movie, though. I, as much as I actually enjoyed the trench scene, particularly the shot where they've got the flare and they're swimming down and you just yeah, see the cool. trench all, oh, well, that is, that was probably my favorite shot of the entire movie, actually. Cool. Um, and it was a really well done scene where they, you know, they ended up at the bottom and into their little mysterious world, magical, timeless realm. Um, but I was kind of like, I kind of wished they hadn't brought the trench into this one. I thought it would have been cooler if they brought it in a little bit later, like maybe the next one in the sequel or something. But at the same time, it was one of those things where they didn't know how well it was going to go. So they almost just tried to put too much in as well. So it was one of those things where as much as I did enjoy the movie, and I think I enjoyed it more than I felt like I did when I walked out because i Still processing. A, I was still processing and the day was a bit – the day I saw it had, had a bit of a tough morning uh, and so that affected yep. obviously the way I was feeling. So mm, the enjoyment of the movie was less. So I've always – I walked out going a bit eh. But the more I've thought about it, the more I've gone, yeah, actually I did really enjoy that. Yep,
0: And then so obviously I also like the way they paid off the idea that Aquaman can talk to fish with um, when he's – in, like, King, like, the, the throne room in getting the, the actual trident, trident and I've forgotten the...
1: The original king's name?
0: No, I've, yeah, the original king's name and I've forgotten the cross... Or the, oh, Carathon. Uh, Carathon's yeah, yeah, I forgot Carathon's name. But, like, she's surprised that he can talk to her. Yeah,
1: he, actually, he stops her. <clears throat>
0: well,
1: yeah. Like, he talks to her in a totally different way, yeah.
0: He uses, like, that power you've seen him do the as telethy- a kid. Telethy- and Telepathy. Like, telethy- and, telethy- and, telethy- telepathy, telethy- yeah. Yeah, yeah telepathy. Like, and that is basically what proves to her that he is the rightful king in a yeah. way. Like so other people, like it shows bodies and like hundreds of others have tried, well, maybe not hundreds, but like lots a of few A few
1: others have tried.
0: A bunch of others have tried and none of them have been able to like talk to her. And since the previous like actual king of the seven seas, no one has been able to communicate with her in this way. So that, yeah. that brings another layer to his legitimacy, which I thought was... Yeah a cool way to take that power which he's known for even as a joke and bring it into, yes, this is part of who he is, but it's an awesome part of who he is. It's not just this gimmick that he has. It's yeah. how he can communicate with, like, the most powerful monster under the, the
1: ocean. Yeah, I, I thought that was cool. That was a good scene. Um, I was a little bit when they found Queen Atlanta, Alive. I was like, ah, oh, she's alive. At first, and then as the movie went on, I was like, actually, I'm kind of glad that they kept her alive. It's kind of kind of cool. And speaking of her, when she in the opening scene when she rocks up on the uh, the the uh, at the lighthouse, yep, with his the foot. beach with the storm, yeah. Um, the scene when the Atlanteans come for her, and she takes out like four, like five or six of them. While, yes, that was a heavily CGI'd scene, I thought it was brilliantly done. Yeah. And that's what set the tone for a little bit for me for the movie is this is going to be over the top but it's going to be flipping awesome and be really cool. And that opening scene, the way it was shot, they've just gone like with that one take sort of thing where they're flipping around the whole room and destroying the room and destroying the Atlanteans and I thought it was really, really well done. I was like, that is cool. Um
0: and like with that, I also thought it was really funny when she first woke up and ate his goldfish and then he's like, Oh, okay, just don't eat my dog and then and then they flip to the dog and they play like the right sound effect and the dog's just like, mm. yeah. <laughs> like, like as if the dog knows understands entirely what's going on, which is the whole thing that people do generally we put a lot more in, emotional intelligence into
1: especially dogs. Especially in films.
0: Well yeah. But like that's part of our culture, that we assume dogs understand and react a lot more than what science says they can actually pick up on. But it was a really funny, like, interaction there because obviously she's not from the land. No. And it just played up the massive difference between the two characters a lot more. So I really enjoyed that scene. It was really clever.
1: I also thought Meryl was perfectly cast. Actually, the whole movie was really every everyone they cast for each role uh, I thought was perfectly cast but major standouts, so obviously Jason Momoa and Amber Heard for me. I thought the, the chemistry they had and just the way that they characterised her as well was you never felt like she was in, uh, uh, a damsel in distress. No. And I don't think he even saved her once. He might have saved her once. Um, but she saved him a bunch of times as but well, but not heaps. No, it was only a couple of small times, and most of the time they saved themselves. So they wrote <clears> a really smart and good female character that was strong and didn't need Aquaman to save her all the time. But they didn't go the other way, which happens all the time, where then the the male character just can't do anything, and so the female. The only way they know how to make a female character strong is by making the the male character this weak-ass little bitch who can't do anything. So
0: this time they went with obviously he doesn't understand the rules and the law and what happens in Atlantis, so she saved him by using the knowledge, which was like any character theoretically from Atlantis could have done because they would have been like... If you're from the local area, you know what to expect, whereas he hasn't been there and he thinks basically along the lines of I can beat everyone on the surface, therefore I'm awesome and I can fight people down here. And it's like, no, you're, you're kind of on a more even playing field except that you don't have the knowledge or the, yeah. the training, so you aren't the best
1: anymore. Yeah, I just. but it was also just all these others. That was the the first yeah. showdown in the the fight between him and King Orm. The Ring well, of Fire. Prince Orm, um, where she did 100% save him. Yeah. But... It didn't feel like they were doing it in a way which a lot of other movies do it where they want the female character, like I was saying before, to be like, they're like, yeah, we need a really strong female character. How do we do this? They're like, I know, we'll get her to save the male character all the time, which then becomes, I don't know what the right word is, but demasculating, I don't know. demasculating, Whatever the word is. Um, And just as then makes the males look like they don't know how they're doing and you don't want either. No, you don't want the female to always be saved by the male, so the females feel like they can't do anything because that's completely wrong as well. Yes, but you don't want to then go so hard the other way that you just. You, I just felt like they had that real perfect balance. Yeah, they're more of a team rather than one hundred percent, which is also pretty strong in the comics, which I kind of liked as well. But yeah, and then her powers, she has a power that some no one else seems to have. Yeah, which I can't remember what they called it, but basically yeah, I'm, I'm not sure
0: that's what they actually call it, but that's effectively what it is. Yeah. Something she's along she's those from lines. the Avatar
1: and she's the waterbender. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and now I'm mixing my uh <laughs> continuities and uh, universes.
1: Yes, very much so. But yeah, so yeah. I, And I really like the way they did her powers. Yeah, they were really cool and But yeah, the whole casting as well. We even um we eventually like Prince Nor Orm, who's trying to become Ocean Master. Which which is cool. Fails. He fails hardcore. <clears throat> and I do like at the end how um, after uh, Aquaman beats him, he goes, as they're taking him away, it's just like, when you're ready, let's talk. I was like, that was kind of cool.
0: Yeah. And then there's also the whole thing of, so basically Orm hates Curry because he, Orm blames him for the death of his mother. But bringing Queen Atlanta back suggests there is actually the possibility of reconciliation between the two of them, whether or not that's where they take it because that would be rather contrary to some of A the... little
1: bit. There are times some comics where they're friends and they look out for each other or, like, they act like a little bit like brothers and then okay. there's other times where they don't. Yeah, so it's possible... It's a very love-hate relationship okay. from what I understand. Yeah,
0: so it's possible they use this to build up that continuity somehow. Yeah. But... And obviously they've set themselves up with Manta as the, a new future villain and that. Yeah, Doctor I was actually surprised
1: though. they used him as much as they did in this one. But at the same time, I'm kind of glad they did. It was kind of those, one of those weird things where it's like they, all, they kind of overstuffed it a little bit with too many villains but then at the same time you can't blame them for it at least because they had no idea whether this was going to do well or not. Most of, the, let's be honest, most of the DC movies haven't done well, Justice League bombed hardcore yes i don't even think that made 500 million worldwide that's how bad it did um so they're like we don't know how well this is doing so like all right let's try and get but it's also one of the things where it needed to be explained yes
0: and then i also really liked how after some of those fight scenes like um, Aquaman is basically taking responsibility in a way because he knows that if he had acted differently, Manta wouldn't really have such a he, massive vengeance.
1: He wouldn't exist, but at the same time,
0: can or, you blame him for leaving him to die? Well, the, thing is, the other thing is he could have just killed Manta as well, Like, and that would have solved the problem as well.
1: He could have killed both of them then, right? Yeah, exactly. But it, it was it kind of actually, one of those things actually, where... He
0: didn't like, directly kill... His father, yeah, but he didn't save him, so he's getting bl- and he, it's not so much that he fully blames himself, but he fully understands why Manta yes. blames him. It's, I think, it's
1: he's gone, all I had to do was save him, and we wouldn't have this problem, yeah, which is true. But the same thing is, they're pirates who were <laughs> hijacking a sh- like a navy, a yeah,
0: Russian naval um, nuclear submarine,
1: and tried to kill Aquaman quite clearly. For like the five minutes beforehand. Well, and the thing so is, the fact that <clears throat> Manta, whatever his real name is, thought I could plead with him for him to save us was a pretty ballsy move on his behalf. Uh, I And the fact that he then jumps to the conclusion, "Oh, it's your fault," is a bit. But you could also blame Orm because Orm is the one who told him to do
0: it, and that well, they're trying to steal a submarine for that setup with oh, uh, nearus nearest, nearest. at which. Getting King Nearest on side meant they could then go to the fish people. What I
1: liked about that as well was King Neros later just goes, yeah, I know you manipulated me. Yeah. He's like, and then that's when Merica decides I'm going to go save uh, Arthur because she goes, hang on, you knew about this and you knew that, you know, he was manipulating you. You just wanted him to feel like he was winning because you want this as well, but you can't come out right out and say it. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting. But then he's also the voice of reason at the end. Yes. When uh, uh, Orm and Arthur are fighting and then Arthur wins, Nerys is like, okay, cool, we follow our ways.
0: Yeah, and I think also Nerys was a little bit shocked when uh, Orm just outright ki- killed the king of the fish people. did Yes. I, I don't think he was fully expect. I think he was no. thinking they were going to put pressure on yeah. and heavily leaning on the fisher people Which and, way, and yeah. threaten war and threaten them but I don't think he was expecting just to outright assassinate the one of the other kings and also he's like oh like that would have been oh okay so what would have happened if I'd said no earlier like was he gonna, just gonna stab me or yeah. but yeah so it was interesting
1: it was I thought it was a, yeah it was a ridiculously over-the-dot movie.
0: And then the Brian were like, we don't care, we'll fight you all yeah. and we will lose, but we'll do it anyway. And then, of course, Aquaman, the trench and Roth Carathon. Rock-, rock up through the fire, the earth mantle and uh, save everyone. Although Carothan destroys everything. Yeah. She doesn't seem to care who she's fighting. Like nope. it's which is not necessarily... Well, that's
1: what I thought as well, because there's a moment where Merit turns to <coughs> Arthur and goes, oh, there's way too much bloodshed. You need to finish this now. Yeah. She's she, just kill. I'm
0: pretty sure she crushes a bunch of the brine well, o- on her own side, so like, which are effectively on her side.
1: Yeah, she does both sides. And then Arthur's just going nuts on the Atlanteans, and then she's like, oi, stop your head in. And go do what we plan to come here and do and take on freaking Orm.
0: Yeah. And then, obviously, there's the scene where the... Oh, who... There's the new... Queen of the Fisher people, so they've got the trench with them. And and somebody's like, there's that no, she says it's too near us. Yeah. And he's like, That's not possible. And I was like, like, well, they've obviously rocked up, so it's something's (laughs) going on. The trench didn't just like there's an aqua fight. Let's go fight. Like, no. Like, if the trench is rocked up, that should have been enough for some of them to be some of the Atlanteans to be like. Wait, what right, the hell is going out. on? Like, Because they're terrified of the trench. Yeah. And they're rocked up and no one seems to bat an eye, like except for the Queen of the Fisher People, whose name I don't remember. But...
1: Yeah, she was just like a 13-year-old kid as well.
0: Yeah. And she's the only one who seems to notice that the trench have rocked up and seem to be fighting against yeah. them.
1: It was a cool scene, but there was a little bit of like, really, in, in a couple of moments. But overall, I, I did enjoy the movie. Yeah. Um, I still I think I need to watch it again just because there's so much I think I missed. Yep. Uh, and I think it's one of those ones that it'll actually get better the more I watch it. I think the second and third time I think I'll enjoy it a lot more than the first time. Granted, it was kind of a, where my head was at on the day as well. Yep. But I think there's also there's so much in it and it's so ridiculously over the top in places. And But it was just a good, fun, campy movie and they knew it.
0: And they put so much lore and history and just... Detail in that watching it again, you'll be there'll be a bunch of extra things to pick up. Exactly. So I think, yeah, I really enjoyed it and I thought it was a great movie. Which means there's hopefully they don't turn this into like a complete formula, but it does suggest great things for what's going to do in the future with the DC universe because now they've got a movie that worked really well. So it's possible if they ever do a team up movie again,
1: Wonder Woman worked really well as well. Yeah,
0: they will focus more on Aquaman and Wonder Woman rather than Batman Superman, which are historically the two big yes. DC character.
1: Well, so Wonder Woman is as well, but in movies, yes.
0: Yeah, but, I'm the same like, but like if they focus on that pairing rather than the other pairing, they might.
1: Yeah, there. I totally agree. And I'm, well, I'm excited to see where they go. It could yep. be interesting. Thank you very much for listening and all that fun stuff. And we'll see you next time. Well, talk you'll hear, you.
0: you'll we'll hear talk, us next time. We'll talk, we'll talk at we'll you talk next time.
1: time. <laughs> not with you, at you. Yeah. We don't like talking with you. We're, we're not going to listen, so. <laughs> uh,
0: see yeah. Yeah.